0: Hey guys,
1: Dustin Wynn, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Hey, this is Scott Snyder, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Paul Dini, listening to Bat Force Radio. This is
0: Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned.
1: Welcome back to Bat Forest Radio, the DC Batman podcast with no limits. We are coming at you with a new episode of The Stack for books out on Wednesday, July the 18th, which also happens to be the first day of San Diego Comic Con 2018 preview night. Oh, um, shit. Let's go around the round table. We got Robin D. Cross up in Canada. Bang-a-rang. We got the Bat Force Time stumbling into the door from New York.
2: <laughs> yeah, boy, comic books. Woo!
1: Oh, I am, uh, am takashi 69 a.k.a. Bat Force Tom, out on bail uh, over in California. And uh, so, like I said, we're going to be going over uh, the new books for uh, July the 18th, Wednesday, which includes Batman 51, Justice League issue 4, Um, Covering some of the stuff we missed last week also talking about brave and the bold and um, before we get to that there's some news that came out this week uh, to the dismay and confusion of many Um, and that is that I want to say two to three weeks ago it was confirmed that Jared Leto would be returning as Joker in some form in a DC universe film that he is co-producing so that was confirmed And then just this past week, we also heard that another confirmation was that the Joker origin movie had been greenlit with Joaquin Phoenix on board to star, Uh, and it's going to be completely separate from that Joker. It's not going to be a part of the extended universe. It's going to be under its own solo banner of films that DC is going to do. And uh, yeah. we uh, we talked about when we first heard that uh, Joaquin or I'm sorry, Jared Leto would be coming back. We did a little poll, and Robin, you were saying that that poll was exactly split down the middle with people who were excited. Yeah,
0: and- yeah, we yeah we did that poll on whether people wanted uh, more Leto Joker, and, and yeah, that that poll ended that uh, a dead fifty fifty split.
1: Yeah. I thought you put up a post when the Joaquin Phoenix news was announced. Uh, saying like people what, asking what people's thoughts were now that we're getting that Joker, and uh, I, I left a comment myself saying I just can't wait until we get the Joker movie that we deserve starring Scarlett Johansson.
2: Uh, mm. Oh so. yeah, well she's gonna be busy because she's playing one of the tie boys from the <laughs> adaptation for the Cave Rescue the movie, so uh, she's gonna be busy.
1: She uh, uh, she dropped she um, dropped out of uh, <sighs> that movie that she was supposed to do. What was yeah. it Called. It was called
2: Where she plays a, a ferret? Is that the one? <laughs> or,
1: uh... <laughs> no, that's, that's <laughs> no. You're talking. You're thinking about the animal with, um, with what's his name? Rob Schneider. Um, oh shit! Scarlett Johansson uh, is turning into Rob Schneider, dude.
2: Who wants to see a Black Widow movie, man? Come on, man. Oh, yeah, I forgot that they're making <laughs> that fuck, it. Hey, Andrew, mm-hmm. I've been watching too much Andrew Dice Clay. Come on, who the fuck wants to see? <laughs> who the fuck wants to see a Black Widow movie? You're going to get pew, 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 pew for two fucking hours. Come
1: on. Hickory, dickory, duck.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um.
2: Oh, man. But uh, I will say that this Joaquin Phoenix news is big. And here's how I know so I just came back from dinner with my uh, good friend and his. Girlfriend and his girlfriend, who's not even really a comic book fan, but even she's talking about the fact that Phoenix is slated to play the Joker. So people are really, this is a big, this is kind of like a big buzzworthy uh, uh, news that came out this week.
0: I read a headline that I forget who it was, but uh, they had offered the role of, allegedly, they had offered the role of Joker's mother to someone.
2: I,
1: Francis, I don't want Francis fuck?
2: McDormand.
0: Yeah, that's who it was. I, I don't want a movie where we see joker hanging out with his mom
2: what the fuck but mumsy yeah. but
1: mumsy the, the,
0: this the is the only origin i would want to see if they had to do one on film Would would be you know him and his red hood
2: this, oh book, book, see this is the kind of shit talking about the joker's mother and another joker movie this is the kind of shit that i think rightfully fuels the discussion of what the fuck is Warner Brother's doing? You know like, these, like this like is all over the No, Joker's mother. Come on, man. Like I don't like know. I this can, is you, I
0: can yeah. understand how you know they have this the universe the the movie universe that's going that to say the least people are divided on. You know, you have people like us that love stuff like BVS, but it's it's definitely not for everyone. Yeah. So I can see them Doing this separate, like, okay, we're going to put out some movies. We're going to do a a separate line of movies that are away from, away from those. That you'll just get, you know, these one-off movies about characters you know, and it'll be a different take on them. If that other stuff isn't for you,
1: they might. What they might be trying to do is like, okay, they did they did the whole extended universe thing, didn't work out. So what did work the last time? Making it self-contained the way that Nolan did it. So maybe if we make like self-contained movies that don't necessarily include weaving them into the other movies, then that'll be successful, and you know it'll make its own money, and it'll be able to prop up anything else we're doing. But you know, you know what's crazy is that like I okay. So the fact that they're doing these origin movies or the the one shots that have nothing to do with the extended universe. That's kind of I don't I've never heard of that before. But okay, whatever you're doing it. But on top of that, what sucks is that they're still, like, they're still using Zack Snyder's scraps. Like, they took Snyder and they they commissioned him to create his extended universe at the suggestion of, because I think what the story is, and this is alleged, they wanted Christopher Nolan to do it he was done after Dark Knight Rises he's like I'm not doing it anymore no I'm done but then he suggested what about Zack Snyder you know cuz they were co-producing each other's shit or whatever at the time so They 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 give it to Snyder and I'm thinking when they did that they didn't really do their homework on Snyder so much maybe they just saw the numbers he brought in with his movies but they didn't realize that this guy's gonna make the dark shit he's gonna make it like he's gonna make it like Watchmen he's gonna make it like 300 where it's like it's not a happy ending you know what I mean he's going to make it say something. He's going to make you feel depressed because he wants to take you to the depths of most emotions or whatever. So he does his thing and he creates his extended universe. He does BVS. Then he takes the seeds of BVS and starts implanting them with James Wan. And he gives it to the dude who was originally slated to be the Flash director. And then he does, he does, he writes the story for Patty Jenkins. He casts the members of the Justice League, including Wonder Woman, for Patty Jenkins, and then he's like, here, now take this and do your thing with it. So, you know, they kind of start doing that, and then he goes into BVS, comes out, you know, mixed reviews, starts doing Justice League, and then they realize halfway through when they see the version that he's doing, we don't want to go this way, so we're going to let you go. Okay, if you do that, okay. But what they're doing now is they've, like, gotten rid of him, but they're taking, like, the soulless husk of what he wanted to do and they're trying to prop it up to like keep it going and it's like that you know it's it's crazy because i was thinking about this today that's the timing around when the flash the first flash director quit was right around the time when he was saying that he would be stepping away for personal reasons we all know now that was a bunch of fucking bullshit they wanted they fired him they wanted to fire him so i'm wondering if internally like these directors knew what was going on, and then that one was like, fuck this, dude, I'm out. Zach's not on board? Fuck this. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Like, he's the one that put all those dudes in place for Warner Brothers. Yeah. So it's just crazy. Like, that's why I've said since the beginning, I'm like, I cannot believe that they're, like, they're taking a bastardized version of Snyder's vision and they're rolling with it. Like, it's it's crazy, you know? And that's why Justice League came out the way it did is, it's like Snyder had his vision and he, he turned it in, and they took it and like fucking scooped the insides out and they filled oh. it in with like Joss Whedon cream filling and they tried to like put that out. Oh, But I don't know, man. It's just, um, I, I, I hope they find like the captain of the ship soon because that's what they need. They need direction. Like they need to have a guy that's like standing at the helm and directing everything because like a huge thing is going to be like what happens when, when Aquaman comes out. And it's supposed to be a Aquaman trailer at Comic-Con, so...
2: Oh, shit. They're going
1: to try to build that hype, but, I mean, I bet you if there was any mention of Justice League in that movie, they're going to try to, like, save it by cutting out as much of that as possible and just making it a standalone Aquaman movie.
0: Mm. Well, the, it was already said... Um, it was around the time of Justice League. Uh, there was something saying that they... Uh, actually, it was from Jeff Johns, I think, that was saying that they had... Uh, they had plans moving forward where they wouldn't be focusing on using one movie to introduce aspects of the next movie, you know, so they wouldn't be using the Aquaman movie to introduce whatever was following it, you know, give you a a bit of uh, an intro to what's happening next. So that, you know, there, maybe there wasn't any of that going on anyway, but either way.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, well, We'll see, man. We'll see what the Joker business does and if it, it uh, leaves a big old dookie in the toilet or not. But, um, yeah, the the news was that Francis McDormand turned down a role. They were saying that they're trying to get Robert De Niro involved in it. Supposedly Martin Scorsese is partially producing it. We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, anyhow, um, let's move over to the, the comic books. And... Um, Damn it. The biggest thing uh, that is on comic readers' minds this week is the first issue after the events of Batman Fifty by Tom King. Um, this week, art is by Lee Weeks. Um, is it Wex or Weeks? Weeks, Lee Weeks, and Weeks. Uh,
0: Elizabeth Breitweiser. All
1: right. Um, so many people are going to be upset and uh, mad that uh, this is not a Batcat issue. Um, no mention of Selena from our understanding in it. There is a little moment where we could think that Bruce is probably thinking about her, but it's nothing ever overtly mentioned that it is. Um, so I think a lot of people are going to be pissed off. A lot of people are going to be pissed off. Still, you know, the, the, uh, leftover from, uh, the last issue that they didn't get what they wanted. They didn't get what they jumped on the, the train for. So, uh, they're going to be upset. But, uh, like was saying earlier, we're, we're not of that vein. We, we like to follow creators and their work um so we're pretty open to what uh most people write and present to us and i think that one thing that was uh, unanimous was that we as a collective whole seem to all enjoy batman issue 50 when there's some of us who don't like it. it's not necessarily our forte us love it some of us think it's refreshing we were never able to kind of agree on any part of his run except for the beginning i think we all really liked the the beginning with um david finch that stuff was cool but this one, it seemed like everyone really liked it. Everyone really enjoyed Issue 50, so that was a surprise for us to hear. Um, we're going to be the types of dudes that keep reading it and see where the story goes, especially because I think half of us didn't believe they were ever going to get married anyways. Um, yeah, I,
0: I never expected it. <clears throat> uh, the the other thing that 50 did was took one of our members who wasn't particularly a fan of uh, of the run in its entirety... And well, seeing legends. that final panel uh, turned him around, and he ended up rereading the whole run, Legends, and being completely <laughs> won over on it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I snitched on him too. I snitched on him too.
1: <laughs> fucking Legends. Didn't, it, didn't, he, didn't he? come back? And he was like, he's like, I'm gonna need at least three days to tell you my thoughts on issue fifty. And he legit went back yeah. <laughs> and he read everything, and then he came Bro, back. He went nuts. And he, he went and then nuts. Didn't he say he was like, it's a masterpiece. He was tying yeah, And he, he wrote like
0: a whole yeah he wrote out a whole synopsis of you know how he saw everything from
2: the Vane's beginning up to now and how it's all strung together and picking up pieces here and there throughout the run. Yeah, he went he went nuts. He cracked.
1: Well, it's because it's uh it's this is like this is like the beginnings of Tom King's like Green Lantern. like this is like this is like Batman to Tom King like Green Lantern is to Jeff Johns with this, like, big overarching story over, like, dozens and dozens of issues. Mm, And so I think, you know, uh, coming off of just reading uh, Jeff Johns' entire run and seeing how a guy is really good at tying everything that uh, is in that thing together, he's high off of that still. So he just really liked uh, the way Tom King had done it. And I think that Tom King really didn't, I mean, he mentioned it here and there in interviews, but he didn't really flat out say every issue is going to lead and, and tie into each other. You know there was times when like we would see him at conventions and he'd be like hey what do you guys want me to write in hey what what uh what villain should i do so i think at times people were like this guy's just making this shit up as it goes (laughs) (laughs) and i think that was just that's true yeah he a lot of people thought that and i think that now that you read the whole thing he might have done that with a couple of characters i think that he probably had the central story like mapped out and then he's just peppering in characters (laughs) to like give it flavor
2: he asked me, "Who should, Who do you want to see in it? What villain?" I said, "Sid the Squid." He said, "I'll see what I can do."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Remember the first time he was on before Rebirth started. He was asking us, you know, what D list or C list or yeah. whatever Z list villains we wanted to see, and one of the ones we named, I think, was Kite Man. And then we ended up getting Kite Man, and he made him awesome.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, and tragic.
0: Anyway. Uh, this issue we see for the first time how Bruce is dealing with uh, being left at the altar and it's not well yeah. uh, he's being super brutal with uh, with criminals we can see but uh, we don't even see Bruce uh, aside from a couple flashbacks we don't see Bruce as Batman in this because we get Bruce Wayne has been called in for jury duty
1: yeah something, something hmm. that we were talking about how it's uh... We're You know, we're seeing sides of uh, a character that, like, is... He puts him in awkward situations that you wouldn't typically want to see or ever think about seeing him, but he makes it work. And, um... Obviously, Batman gets left at the altar and is absolutely off his rocker because of it, and we see the effects. Unfortunately, uh, Mr. Freeze is the punching bag, and he beats the living shit out of Mr. Freeze in this issue. Um... Cool. Just just mopping the fucking floor oh, with
2: them. He made uh, would he like wake up in what appears to be like a hotel room, or as if he's not home at the mansion? I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's because he's on the jury, so he's
1: sequestered. So the all the jury members are put up in a hotel.
2: Oh, he's okay. Because not, not it's, it's a high-profile case. Yeah. Not allowed yeah. to
1: interact with anybody on the outside. Not allowed to watch television. Not allowed to go on the internet. And um, But yeah, so then it makes it interesting. How the hell does Batman still be Batman if Bruce Wayne's locked up? And uh, we see on the rooftop in an awesome, awesome scene where um, it's, oh, shit. Uh, you know, uh, Gordon is up there and he goes, it's not you. It's the other you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which is awesome because Dick Grayson has put on the cowl multiple times before and has interactions with Gordon multiple times. And Gordon knows that it's not the real Batman, but he still doesn't exactly know. Like who it is, but he knows it's someone that you know. It's it's like uh, Santa's help. Basically, place. what
0: you're saying, you're, you're you're saying that Commissioner Gordon knows a dick when he sees
1: one. <laughs> hey, what
2: what story was it where Gordon was vaping and bats was like, you look ridiculous.
1: <laughs> oh my god,
2: <laughs> where was that? that was amazing. Uh, where, where what was, that?
0: was that in? Um.
2: Whoever did that is that was brilliant. That was so good. Was it? It wasn't Sean Murphy, was it? I don't,
1: know, I, can't remember. Uh, I don't think so. What
0: was, a, was that oh, in was the? It, uh, was it Marini? Maybe. Oh, it could have been. Yes, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, book one of Dark Prince I love
1: that. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. yeah. so good. He's just making
1: fun of vape nation, basically.
0: <laughs> and then after Batman left, didn't Gordon like chuck the vape or something? <laughs> 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 yeah. Fucking hipster Gordon.
1: <laughs> um, getting back to this issue, the art was awesome. Yeah, or like, dope, but uh, is good. We were saying that, uh, like, you know, <laughs> some of the best Tom King stuff that I like is the stuff that he does where it's uh, like completely different from the um, style that he had been writing, like the three or four issues before. So this one's awesome, and it kind of reminded me of issue thirty-eight with that little kid who carves Bruce Wayne into his face.
2: Oh shit, yeah. Dude, we
1: like I gotta talk to Tom. Like we Ugh. gotta dude, you gotta bring that guy back. That kid should be like a super villain at some point. <laughs> well I mean this the thing that this kid has is he's got fucking Bruce Wayne carved in his fucking face. So, yeah, man, that kid needs to come back, dude, because he can <laughs> he could just be like just this fucking nutcase that like is just the creepiest, you know, creepiest uh villain yet. But anyhow, um you were saying, Robin, that you love that booster gold arc.
0: Uh yeah, the, the booster arc was great, uh again seeing Different, uh, you know, Bruce thrown into different situations. You know, we're seeing him uh, out of the normal situation, yeah. and definitely being in a world where he is an adult and his parents are still alive, and he was never Batman is uh, definitely shit. something different. But uh, that story was also great because it had—it was a story that had lineage because it tied back to a Superman story from '85.
1: Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. So this issue was pretty cool. I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. Oh, it also was. Uh, interesting to see that they finally touched on uh, letting Batman go into a, um, what do you call it, crime lab and just start cutting into dead bodies, and allowing him to <laughs> experiment and do his own thing, and then trying to use that body as like evidence in a crime in a in a trial. So that was cool. Oh, that shit, they, they called him out on that. I like um, the detective yeah, and, work, detective work, and better. and
0: that and that was what cracked everything open because he uh, basically the I don't know if we even. Mentioned that uh, so Bruce Wayne is on the jury for a trial of Mister Freeze for the murder of three women, Mm. and it was was Batman who made the connection between the three murders because he found that uh, somewhere in their brainstem uh, looked like it had been cooled Mm. in uh, you know at at the time of the killing.
1: The temperature Mm. had dropped. So he
0: he put it together and he went and brought in Freeze himself.
1: But then, yeah, but then, you know, getting back to the end of the issue, well, during the jury deliberations, everyone's basically siding with Batman because what the defense tries to do is paint a picture of um, doubt and then instill doubt into the jury because, hey, you know, Batman was the last person that touched these bodies before it was said that Mr. Freeze, quote unquote, did it. So how can you really believe it when, you know, he's got his hands dirty in it? shows shows the uh, and, and
0: asking gordon if batman is licensed to yeah. uh to investigate uh, to investigate these bodies
1: oh shit and the interesting thing is that uh, once the jury starts going they all basically side with batman and saying like no batman is solid batman wouldn't <laughs> set anybody up batman saved my mother you know he saved this person he's done so much for the city we believe batman mr freeze did it everyone raises their hand that he's guilty and then it's like does anyone think that he's innocent and They turn over and they see one hand, and it's Bruce Wayne raising his hand.
2: Fucking
1: hell! Because
0: uh, while he, while uh, Freeze himself was was being questioned on the stand, uh, he even though he had pled guilty, like he had, uh, he's on trial because he admitted to killing these these women, but he's now saying that he only said that because when Batman was laying into him, he was afraid that Batman was going to kill him because Batman, he, he was, he's different. There were, uh, he was pointing out that, that he's different now. And that's a result, I'm sure, of of Selina having left him. So Freeze says that, you know, he, he just told Batman what he wanted to hear because he thought he was going to kill him. So that uh, must have struck something with Bruce. For him to be the only person saying that he thinks he's not guilty, you know, maybe Bruce is realizing that you know, maybe I saw what I wanted to, and he's realizing now how brutal he was being.
1: He's such a he's such a grumpy person. How grumpy?
0: You know, who is not a grumpy person is Lee Weeks <laughs> uh, doing the art for this issue on that last page, where the in the jury deliberation room when they're where they take that vote and, you know, get all guilties except for Bruce Wayne. There's the whiteboard on the other side of the room where they would write, you know, their notes about, you know, what what they're all thinking about the case and everything. Uh, Lee Weeks drew in his own cover from the Batman-Elmer-Fudd crossover issue over at the far left side of the whiteboard. And it looks like it even says Fudd underneath it. There's been a running thing at cons Anyone who brings their copy to Tom King for him to sign it, he draws various goofy faces into the because sil- it's just a like a pitch black silhouette of Batman's head on the on the cover. Huh. So Tom has been adding in faces with like a silver marker <laughs> on uh, <laughs> on anyone's cover, and then uh, Lee Weeks uh, uh, joined in, and on someone's uh, that he posted a picture of, he drew in like a proper good Batman face on it. And uh, wrote uh, something along the lines of Take That Tom King.
2: Uh, huh. It's so awesome. Lee Weeks so good. Lee Weeks drew the fucking that, which should be
1: an award winning
2: annual number two when Batman and Catwoman get married in an alternate universe and grow old and shit. Hey,
1: you? they got the Eisner's coming up. You never yeah. know. That um,
2: good issue. I like the little page where Batman's going at Croc while Dick's trying to call him. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Too. Yeah, going at it. Lee Weeks' art's amazing. I think a lot of people are gonna feel a little deflated though, because everyone that was hung up on the Bat-Cat train is uh, probably won't.
1: They're not getting to- none of it.
2: They get nothing. And, uh, it's not starting to weed out the herd. Like well, if what... you believe, if you're only into a comic game because you feel a certain event should go the way you want it to. And you're probably too new at this.
1: Yeah, you yeah. got to get your
2: heart broken a couple of times before you could be a consistent comic book reader.
1: If you're new yeah. to, if you're new to comic disappointment, I, I envy you. <laughs> yeah, grizzly old
2: veterans over here. Just uh, the first, <laughs> the first
1: three comic issues I ever I ever bought were all the main characters yeah. dying.
2: Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling that story. I bought first, first
1: issue of Spider Man. I bought yeah, on my own. Yeah. He he dies. Peter Parker's dead. And then it was what was the next one? I think I think I bought. I, then it was like uh, the issue where uh, the Grant Morrison issue where Batman blows up at the end of the Gentleman's Club or whatever with uh, Doctor Hurt dead. He's dead. No, no, that was that was that was like when I tried to jump back in. But there's something else. It's like Spider-Man died. Who else died? Doomsday. Superman. Died. Uh, wasn't it Superman? Yeah. yeah. It was. It was Superman Death did, of yeah. Superman. Uh, yeah. Superman dead. Uh, Spider-Man dead. And I was like, why? I don't want to read this. <laughs> like, agree, Jesus. Man. Yeah, I think I was actually I I didn't realize I was like uh young enough to there was no internet, man. So you had to really find out through like um going into a comic shop that Superman had died, and I'm sure it was everywhere. But I'm pretty yeah. sure I I picked up an issue where he had already died. That was like the first issue I bought. And I'm huh. like, "What the fuck is going on?" I kept picking up Superman. Superman is probably the most comics that I had before picking up Batman. Because I, I have so many 90s Superman comics. I love Superboy. The jacket and the earring. Um, Batman 51. Brutal. Oh, yeah. So we were also saying, you know, touching on that subject, um, we were saying earlier, we hope that uh, this is an opportunity for people who jumped on for the Batcat stuff to see that there's other things aside from just the things you want in comics that makes them good. And this was a good issue. There's always things around with the other issue, you know, the DC Comics that you can get into, but just because something doesn't go the way that you want it doesn't mean that the shit that's coming after it isn't good. And, um, you know, the stuff that Tom King is building right now is a lot bigger than anyone anticipated, and so I think that it's going to have a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool payoff. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And, um, you know, if not, you can always find him at a convention and give him a the piece of your mind. But... Um, yeah, he he seems to be uh, taking it in stride. Um, that'll be interesting to hear, is like how he's taking all this like response. Because the first... What, what would people get pissed off at him the first time when he mentioned something? Not about the wedding, but there was something that like came out where he was... Wonderbat? Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. So it was the issue of yeah, Wonderbat where like they people went fucking nuts on Twitter about, how could you, Tom King, blah, blah, blah. And it was before the second issue had come out where he shows that obviously they're not going to cheat. And Mm. so he said something like, I've like to the fans, to the fans, I've heard you, you know, I, I, I hear your passion and I thank you. Just be patient with me or something like that. So it's interesting to see where his head's at now. He actually just did that entertainment weekly article. I haven't read, um, anything specific as far as his response to the blowback, but it'll be interesting to hear his take if that's in there. But, um, yeah, so uh, next up is going to be Justice League 4 that uh, Scott Snyder has been cre- – it's just, man. So like like mentioned a little bit earlier, I had to go back and skim through the first three issues and do some notes on the fourth because this thing is jam-packed. Um, it's, it's as if Scott is doing like an event, but just like in the pages of Justice League. Um, And he's given us a lot of characters that we're not getting a lot of, specifically Martian Manhunters. This is like his book almost, I feel like, um, with everybody else playing kind of like a supporting role. (coughs) Excuse me. But uh, to kind of uh, just bring us up to speed, I can go over the hot points. Um, Jorge Jimenez has been doing the art since issue one, and that has been like friggin' awesome, man he makes everything look so amazing.
0: Actually, I think I think issue 1 was uh Jimmy Chung. Oh, was it? But uh 2, 3 and 4 have been uh
1: yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah, Jimenez. yeah, So, um yeah, Jimenez is a monster, dude. He was doing Super Sons, right? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Is. Uh yeah, he did uh he did a lot of Super Sons and what what else was he doing? I did he do some Titans or something as well, some two Titans?
1: He was doing something else, but I, I know that I remember him specifically from Super Sons because, um, yeah, it's just like he's got like a really bright, a very bright like style. And it's, um, you know who I kind of like see his style? Not not like not in the exact same way, but like in that kind of style, like Umberto Ramos um, and how mm-hmm. he does like the Spider-Man stuff, where it's almost kind of like elongated a little bit, like like the characters are kind of like uh, s- stretched out. But Jimenez is yeah, tall. Yeah, and, uh... Jimenez does it a little more subtle than than uh, Ramos. Like Ramos, sometimes you see Spider-Man looks like he's got like a seven foot torso, and he's because he's like a, you know he's making him look like a spider, and he wants him to look all gangly and long. And that's kind of like the feeling I get with some of the things here, which is especially cool with when he draws the Joker, because he makes him look creepy as fuck. Um, so anyhow, going back to, uh, like I said, had to take notes because there's so much going on. But essentially, Vandal Savage in issue one um, is seen with an army of primates trying to break up the crust of the Earth uh, to move the Earth out of the way. So that this totality doesn't strike the earth. Um, Glex Luthor shows up and foils that plan, um, because he wants the totality to hit. Uh, the Justice League don't really know what's going on. All they know is that Vandal Savage has been a bad guy before, so we gotta fight him now. And, uh, they do their thing. Who ends up blowing up the the moon? Uh, Vandal Savage, isn't he? Uh,
0: well, no, that was, uh, Marsh, partially Martian yeah. Manhunter yeah. and partially Batman had long ago planted uh, a bomb or bombs on the moon, just in case. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and Manhunter knew why. that. You said, you know, Batman, you, we need you to to set off your bomb on the moon. Batman's like, uh, I don't. So, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I don't. Man's uh. like, no, come on, I know. I don't
1: not have bombs on the moon. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Not have <laughs> Um, So, anyways, Vandal Savage is is trying to keep the uh, totality from striking the earth, um, because from what Luther says, he's keeping a secret of great evil away from everybody living, everybody in existence. Essentially, um, we know that at this time, because of the events of Dark Knight's Metal and uh, No Justice, that there's been a crack in the source wall. Um, That happened after they defeated the uh, Dark Knights. Um, And the Source Wall having cracked open is allowing all this energy to seep into um, the universe. So with all that energy seeping in, that is what is allowing stuff to come out like similar to this totality. That is like, you know, it ends up actually striking Earth. Um, Another thing that's going on is there's something called the Still Force, which... Uh, from the description of Grodd, it's the core, it's at the core of the speed force and it allows entropy and death to kind of be released. Um, What the stealth force is doing is it's, when it's charged down, it holds back the membrane that keeps the ultraviolet force from spilling out and now there's an ultraviolet force that uh, Sinestro had discovered a long time ago and back when he was still kind of a good guy he went out to kind of contain it But it seems that he was overtaken and infiltrated, um, and he decides to wield it instead of destroy it or hide it. Um, And so the totality hits Earth, and now that the totality has hit Earth, uh, the Justice League decide that, well, we got to go inside this thing to figure out what the hell it is. Uh, And they do that, and um, the only two people that are able to withstand the pressures and whatever the hell is going on is Superman and Martian Man Hunter. So... um, Batman and Hot Girl decide to inject themselves into the buttocks of uh, <laughs> Superman and Martian Manhunter, respectively, and enter into their bodies uh, in little ships through their. Um, uh, I'm assuming they, they're like tinier than cells, right? They're smaller than cells. It seems like, or they're about the size of yeah. a single cell.
0: And yeah, because get... they're they're fighting. Uh... Basically, like a cells that are inside. Yeah,
1: the, the uh, it shows in this issue that uh, when something goes wrong, basically um, the, the Superman's body starts fighting against Batman, um, and so uh, <clears throat> anyhow they go into the totality. They're trying to figure out what's going on. The first issue showed that Martian Manhunter. We we thought that Vandal Savage, yeah, Vandal Savage, as he's being killed by Luthor, releases like this image that that John Jones uh, sees, and uh, it's all these flashes of kind of other realities and all these flashes of of like past and and future images that Martian Manhunter doesn't really know how to take it at first. Um, And then in this issue, when they're inside the totality, they're fighting against these ancient beings, and the ancient beings kind of see Martian Manhunter, and they start calling him um, the abomination, like the first breakaway. So they see Martian, they see Martians as these kind of like abominations. So they're some sort of like archetype figures that created life, and they see uh, Martians as kind of like, you know, the anti. Antithesis of whatever was going on originally, so they start attacking Marchman Manager because of that. Um, as they go into the, the totality, we find out that uh, last issue, um, Joker was infiltrating Hot Girl's uh, ship, and Lex Luthor infiltrated. Uh, was it Batman's ship? Because Batman was oh, in Superman.
0: I, I no, I no. He was just in another ship. Okay. Lex is just in his own ship, because in this one, we see him uh, attacking Batman's ship.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, um, all that's going on, the Luthor and the Joker are attacking, essentially, they're trying to take over Martian Manhunter and Superman's bodies to take control of them as they're inside of the totality, because we find out that beyond the totality um, is the multiverse itself. And because it is beyond the totality, has allowed them to essentially reach into the multiverse, and from what we can understand, uh, I guess mess with it however they want to. And what it sounds like is Luthor wants to like destroy it or squeeze it or some shit. So that's basically from what I gather. Vandal Savage was keeping the great evil that behind this totality is the the ability to fuck with the multiverse. Um, and like reach into it and like mess with it. So he didn't want anyone to know that, obviously. Luther figures that out and now wants to take control of it. So that's kind of, but they don't tell you what the end game is. Why does Luther want to mess with the multiverse? Why does Luther want to destroy parts of the multiverse? Um, that's still kind of up in the air as far as like uh, an answer. But uh, yeah, so that came from having to write notes on the last three issues and like just. <laughs> this, is this is
0: complex shit. This is. This is like the Da Vinci Code yeah. in comics It's like yeah. the Snyder Code.
1: So so I I, I posed to uh, our best friend writer Scott Snyder, "What the fuck, dude?" Like
0: <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh
1: so I mean it's it's cool because like I'm reading this shit and I'm like Oh my how does Scott have like how does he have the ability to hold this information in his head? Like he's he's not just ha- he doesn't just have this information in his head. He's he has this info and he's writing a fucking story with it. And it makes sense at you know, how does he how does he make like I can't think like I can't I can't even tie my shoe and talk to someone at the same time without fucking falling over. You know? But he's got like four different plots going at the same time. Oh god, and I didn't even mention how the fact that um the the uh, ultraviolet force or the ultraviolet uh, spectrum. Yeah. So I, we didn't even mention Crazy. that.
0: The craziness in this one when we see. Uh, so, like, John is broken of the spell of the ultraviolet spectrum and he's back to being a Green Lantern. He's, you know, back on the right side. But we see him and Cyborg going up against uh, Sinestro in this issue. Yeah. And we see how powerful Sinestro is with the ultraviolet yeah uh, as he just smashes John's ring,
1: that's right, yeah, and he tells him that's huge he says you will never be a green lantern again you are permanently uh, an ultraviolet lantern basically and well crazy nutty shit so okay here's here's the thing that I was trying to figure out, and this is just i I'm, I'm assuming that um Sinestro, at the time being, is operating apart from Luthor. Like they, they aren't exactly working together, right? Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, sort of. Have they interacted to the extent before? that he's always working together? Is that he just if there's something in it for him?
1: Okay. Yeah, and I'm assuming that you know. So, um, messing with the still force and uh, and charging it up allows for the ultraviolet spectrum to be released. And then that basically, when the ultraviolet spectrum, you know, gets released, it can it, it surrounds planets and it wraps itself around planets. And then Sinestro has the ability to call out people to become members of the ultraviolet force with against their will, essentially. So he's able to make like the biggest fucking army ever. And the way I kind of like liken it is kind of like to the White Walkers and like the um, the Ice King where, you know, he just kind of goes around. He touches you and boom, you're a member of his army and like you're fucked because they have this like nonstop growing army that you're going to have to face off with eventually. So from my understanding. Um, and like
0: he was strong enough that he made he made the members of Mastodon part of his army. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. All the, the all the members of of the metal band Mastodon were unable to withstand the uh, seduction of the white the White Walkers. Um so so it doesn't necessarily say it, but Sinestro now has this gigantic ultraviolet army and from what I understand, you know, they haven't men- they don't say directly, but I'm assuming that with that army, he's going to probably join forces or Luthor expects him to join forces with him to wreak havoc on the multiverse because now Luthor is there in front of the multiverse with Superman and Martian Manhunter having control of their bodies to go and do whatever they want with it. Um, so it basically, it's just like... It, it's, it's They want to destroy shit and fuck shit up, but we don't really know why yet. Um, so that's hopefully coming yeah. eventually. But
0: uh, uh, but well, there, there's another question that we haven't addressed about this whole thing, as complicated as, as all the events going on are. So we have uh, Batman, Hawkgirl, Joker, and Lex Luthor all inside Superman and Martian Manhunter. Yeah. When the time comes, how do they come back out?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. It's, it's a question
0: that has to be asked. Where do they? How,
1: from, from, where, what, from from what from what end do they come?
0: <laughs>
1: from what from, end? From
0: whence do they come?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't remember. I mean, I remember seeing the movie Inner Space, but I don't remember how they eventually <laughs> come out. How does uh, what's his name come out of uh, Martin Short? But um, but yeah. So I mean, like the it's just some crazy shit going on over in the justice league and um the art is pretty badass the stories are crazy um i really like how they're using uh martian manhunter excited to see where this goes and talking about scott snyder talking about um this is going to come out the day that uh preview night is happening over at uh comic-con and there's not going to be any announcements necessarily made at com uh, on preview night uh but i think on saturday is when all the big panels happen. Um, comics included i might be wrong it might be friday but um at some point this weekend there's going to be a big uh announcement made one of them being by scott snyder and uh if you are listening to this and um you are fans of his work you're going to want to tune into the news that he that he shares at comic-con um that hopefully you'll be able to come back and talk to us about at length because we're not you know we can't necessarily share information but um like i said if you're fans of his work you're going to want to listen and and, uh, and hear what he has to say and, on on what plans he has for the future, because it sounds pretty badass. Um, and then, obviously, we're going to hear a little bit more about uh, Justice League. And uh, it hasn't come out yet, but um, there's going to be more Justice League titles. Justice League Dark is coming out soon. Um, Justice League Odyssey, I believe.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, is it the next, or is it might be issue five of Justice League that is going to be uh,
1: the perspective of,
0: called uh, the Legion of Doom.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, like it'll it'll have Justice League crossed out and be called Legion of Doom number one. Yeah. And I think that one is written by James Tynan.
1: Oh wow! I saw. If I was understanding yeah, that right, I saw on the old Twitter on the old Twitter rather that um, he mentioned that every five issues is going to be from the perspective of the Legion of Doom. Uh, yes. Which sounds pretty badass. So that should be cool. Um yeah, great series. Also in this
0: issue we we found out who uh who that baby was.
1: That's right, that's right.
0: From um, I think back was that issue 1 or issue 2 that we saw the baby. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's uh, we see Grodd holding a little baby turtle.
1: Yep. Yep. Um lo-
0: And we also see Superman and Martian Manhunter being you know, twisted over to uh the uh, is that the Ultraviolet uh, Spectrum taking them? Is that what was happening with them, S- I guess?
1: Superman and the Manhunter. Hunter? Yeah. I got, they, uh, I got the sense that... Uh, they, they suddenly look evil at the end. I thought it was just because they show a panel where Luthor's ship has docked onto, like, Superman's cells. So he's just, like, controlling him. Because they're in the... I forgot what it's called. Yeah. Scott, Scott made it sound like they're in some sort of, like... Um, N- neurological pathway in the brain, so they're in. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they're basically tapped into the brains of Marshman Hunter and Superman, so controlling him in that sense. But, um, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, that makes- yeah. It. I I think like, you know, I liked I liked Dark Knight's Metal. I liked it a lot. Um, I liked No Justice, but I think of the three, I think this is my favorite that he's kind of done, where it's got that like crazy huge like, feel to it. Um, I love Dark Knight's Metal a lot, but, you know, it wasn't an ongoing, so you can only like it as much as you can like it. This feels like it's going to go on for a bit, so I'm excited to see where that goes. And, uh, yeah, man, Justice League 4, it's just some some of the, I mean, he really changed up his style to write for the team book, and it's it's really working for him, I think. So, I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, he had a, Specific uh, plan, you know. He he was intentionally writing a different style yeah. for for this story, and uh, you yeah, whatever whatever he was changing about it, uh, it's it's working
1: for sure. Um, let us go on to. Do you want to do the stuff that we missed last week, or do you want to go into Injustice and Brave and the Bold? Uh, we can maybe
0: touch on those ones real quick. All right. uh, you didn't read either of those, did you?
1: I did not get a chance, no.
0: Well, uh, let's hit first. Uh, Brave and the Bold, uh, Batman and Wonder Woman. This is the sixth and final issue of the Liam Sharp uh, miniseries. So the basis of the story, if you haven't read any of it, was... Uh, Basically, this guy from this other realm that was like hidden from Earth, sort of similarly to how Themyscira is separated from from the world of men. Mm -hmm. There's this other world that seems like uh, a Celtic myth world. Uh, So someone from that world comes to Wonder Woman because their king had been murdered, and uh, they're on the verge of these two sides uh, going to war. So he came to wonder woman to, to her help figuring out what happened and to keep peace. So she enlists Batman to come and help her because he's the detective. So the story was the two of them investigating this murder and finding out, you know, where the lies were, you know, who, who was hiding things, what wasn't really what it seemed. So, uh, basically the issue we find out when this issue ends that it's the first part of a larger story. Mm. Uh, the the story ends with, you know, uh, Batman and Wonder Woman have figured out the truth, but they figured it out too late. And now the, this world that had been purposefully separated, like the people who lived, they're not people. These, the The beings who lived on who live in this world, many, like thousands of years ago, had purposefully uh, locked them themselves out of the world of men. and uh, it's been so long that they don't even remember why. but the story ends with basically the I don't want to spoil too much of it because you haven't read it in Mm -hmm. case that you catch up on it later. But basically someone on that world, uh, figures out the one loophole that he can reopen their world to the world of men so that they can be free because part of why they were on the verge of going to war with each other was because they've been trapped here for thousands of years and they've just become reckless and keep going to battle with each other. Mm. So someone figures out a loophole and opens their world back up to the world of men. So you now have all of these beings who sort of have a rightful place on earth, but can you trust all these other races, thousands of these beings to suddenly be on earth? So this story ends with just that, you know, that this is where we are and there's a block in the end of the book where the, usually the book end, you know, would say the end. This says end of book one.
1: Mm.
0: So wow. this is just part of a big story. So It's crazy. It'd be cool to see where we go from here. But yeah, it was a big uh, big cool thing, uh, Liam Sharp. Telling crazy stories and I'm looking forward to the rest of it.
1: The art was badass too. It was it the same artist over the whole uh, run? Yeah, it's uh, Liam
0: Sharp uh, doing the art on all of it. That's very cool. And uh, he has, He doesn't do the color. I hate when you got to scroll through a book to find where they have the uh, the credits listed.
1: Scrolling through your free comics sent by DC is horrible. <laughs> okay, so, yeah.
0: Liam Sharp is is the writer and the artist on it, and the colors have all been by Romulo Fajardo Jr. I nice probably... I was
1: going to say, that I was gonna say it, it flowed pretty well and sounded natural, so I was like, wow, damn. Must know that guy.
0: Yeah, I just fixed it. Yeah. Alright. Uh, um, the other thing uh, the other thing that I read, I don't typically read this kind of thing because uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not uh, really a He-Man fan, but book one of a six-issue just justice.
1: You just made a lot of enemies right now, by the way. I think saying that out loud, but carry on. Probably. YOLO. This is issue one of a
0: six-issue miniseries, Injustice versus Masters of the Universe. Uh, so it's Tim Seeley and Freddie Williams, and it's the Injustice universe crossing over with the Masters of the Universe universe.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, so it's an interesting story. Uh, I checked it out in the beginning and you know, sort of got pulled into it and ended up finishing the issue because there was some clever stuff going on, so... Basically, we see Swamp Thing and Zatanna on Eternia sort of scouting out He-Man uh, and, you know, seeing what kind of person he is. And once they decide that, okay, yeah, this this guy's good, this this is who we want, uh, they sneak into him like when he's sort of in his human form as Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swamp Thing just wraps them up, and Zatanna uses a spell so that they can understand each other because they speak different languages. So uh, they snag him. She tells him the situation, and then Batman and everyone else show up. So Batman's there, Harley's there, yada yada, and they explain to him the situation on Earth. You know what's happened with Superman and everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And where the story is at this point is Superman has started taking a one-step-ahead approach uh, because his weakness is magic. Aside from Kryptonite, his biggest weakness is, is magic, You know, magic users and magical weapons. So he started taking a proactive approach on that and sort of hunting down magical weapons from different worlds and just you know, getting his hands on them before they can be used against him. So at some point, uh, Batman's side, they were able to infiltrate superman's recon and they found okay there's this one place that he he hasn't gotten to yet that there may be something we can use there so they go to to pluck up he-man and enlist his help because he has that sword Mm. Uh, so the the really cool thing here is once they explain that they're explaining that to adam you know the the situation and they win him over to to their side thinking okay well yeah i i i should help i should help these people and Tila shows up. I think that's her name, if I remember it right. She shows up, and she just starts attacking everybody, and she's calling him stupid for, for believing the lies that they're telling him. And then Mossman intervenes. And this is where it's really cool. This this is where it really won me over. When he, this, uh, Mossman stops Tila and says, No, Swamp Thing and I both serve the Parliament of the Trees and he's telling the truth. Mm. That was just fucking awesome hmm. that they tied Mossman into the Parliament of Trees. I love that.
1: Beth-ass. So does so, does yeah, Eric that's where we are. Does Eric have his uh, amazingly awesome bowl cut with bangs? Uh, you mean Adam?
0: Adam. Yes what Adam what has his bowl cut. Eric? You called him Eric. Yes. Yeah, so you, you a bunch of people are gonna I hate you now, yeah. too. So. God damn it. Congratulations.
1: He's got that sweet, sweet bull cut, though. I don't even know if you can call it that. I don't know what you can call it exactly. Wait, I'm, I'm not even sure. I've always loved Masters of the Universe when I was a little kid. I think like the mainly because of the toys and the TV show, but it was. I remember the big toys and the big moot the shows were uh, Ninja Turtles and uh, Masters of the Universe, Ghostbusters, and Batman. That was always like the big shit that we saw all the time. So.
0: You see uh, Skeletor with Superman, sort of uh, subservient to this uh, dictator Superman.
1: Hmm, interesting. Very interesting.
0: Quite. The issue caps off. Oh, geez, I forgot about uh, this uh, one point. So, uh, Zodak is traveling. It, it looks like he's flying through space and maybe traveling from Eternia to earth mm-hmm. and along the way he's uh intercepted and catches an ass whooping from dark side nice and, and dark side with him uh grainy goodness and steppenwolf
1: nice a lot of Granny goodness love lately i'm digging it I saw that um the uh the furies are also in the uh harley series that's cool
0: yeah i really got nabbed up to apocalypse and uh They gave her uh, some Apocalypse armor and a new hammer to to be one of the Furies.
1: Yeah. The art's pretty cool in that book as well. But um, all right, all right. Uh, Some of the stuff that we missed last week um, was Superman number one and then the uh, second issue of Detective Comics by our good friend Brian Edward Hill.
0: Smashing that book. I love the way he writes that.
1: Yeah, it's cool because I think what's awesome about that book that he's bringing to it is he's like a TV writer. He like writes screenplays and and scripts yeah. for television, and I think that's really coming across mm-hmm. really well because you could tell that when you see the uh, the uh, the story unfold, it's very much like a a movie or like an episode of a TV show, which is fucking badass. There it is. There it is. What should we do for nice, nice? Oh, I guess we could talk a little bit about uh, Comic Con since it's coming up. But um
2: yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see. Wait, oh, hey, before that, what do you guys think of a uh, Joaquin Phoenix as a Joker? You guys? Oh, did, you we that? That? did we not even mention that? Did you guys say what you thought about that earlier? I don't know what about that.
1: him? To you, dude. Like, to be honest, like, I'm so. I just don't. I don't think I've had a chance to like digest that casting as much as like. The fact that there's gonna be two Joker movies. Mm, yeah. so I think he's a great actor. Yeah, I, I
0: don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate uh, the idea of him doing it. I, I think he can pull it off. Like he's one of those like method guys that gets right into like. From, I don't remember what movie it was for, but remember when he had gone like completely off the rails? Everyone thought he had gone crazy. He was like even on talk shows and stuff. Yeah, and he was in character for this movie. He I'm, was gonna be like,
1: making. I'm not there or something. So, yes,
0: something like that. But he had like long hair, and like he showed up, like he was doing the shows fully in this character, and just nuts. Like anyone that would do that, you know, I think uh, I think he can take on Joker, and I, you know, I I think he has the ability to do it. It's it's just for me, it's a matter of what story they're choosing to do. Because I I don't want to have a two-hour movie where the first hour and a half or hour forty-five minutes is joker as a regular guy do not, not won't.
1: i i feel like that's gonna be a lot of it though nah. i feel like they're not going to show him even become the joker till maybe the very end
0: mm. shut your whore mouth
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean at least that's kind of like what i thought i don't know and it's it's interesting like you really have to take everything that you like or expect about the joker to, and set it aside if you are gonna be open-minded enough to watch this movie and like it. And you know, there's people that aren't willing to do that, so we'll see. I'm not gonna say, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll definitely see what's up with it. And I, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why they're going. With, I don't know why they're going with the origin thing. I don't know if that's gonna be their new thing, where they're gonna do origins for a bunch of people, and they're just starting with him to see how it goes. But man, what a what a bad one to start with, because.
0: Like, I'm I'm cool if, give me a Joker origin movie where it starts off with him as Red Hood, we see the accident happen, and, and then we see, like, where Batman doesn't know that he survived, you know, he's just vanished, and then we see him, him becoming the Joker, you know, we see the result of, of the accident, and we see him, the, like, his first days as the Joker, you know, putting in putting his stuff together becoming who he is and everything you know see him s- becoming that that criminal and starting to to kill people and take over Gotham
1: and mm. maybe leading
0: up to the first time he and Batman cross paths again.
1: Interesting, interesting. Give me
0: that if you got to do uh, origin stuff but you know I don't want the better part of 2 hours of him as a failed comedian.
1: We'll see. We'll see what they do with it, but, um, yeah. So uh, San Diego Comic Con's coming up.
2: Do you have a list of exclusives for this year? Oh, I know my Leg- God. Leg- did, Leg- did you see
1: that? See that? Yeah, Legends, his whole fucking Legends. checklist with highlights. And- Dude, he's so mad though. Hey, he's so mad. Get this. So this year, what they did for the first time because it's just getting crazy. Like every year, people camp out in line just for a chance to get a ticket, a lottery ticket to buy exclusives, right? Wow. So what they did this year to just like they don't want people you know they don't want people spending the night anymore. It's all automated online. So what you do is you you log into your badge, you log in with your badge number, you enter the lottery that way, you just like click on the th- items that you want and it automatically puts you in the lottery and then you get an email saying, "Okay, you can check to see what you were uh selected for." So you go <laughs> You go into your profile and it tells you you've been selected for a chance to purchase from these booths. And uh, Legends didn't get anything. Oh, no. No Hasbro, no Lego, no any of that shit. So before you at least had the chance, like you had a little more control by like showing up, being in line, right? Now it's literally no, you sit right there and we tell you yes or no. So he is pissed. And that's, that's also horrible. that's also how they're doing the uh, signings now too for like, uh, yeah, so like the Scott Snyder signings, the Jim Lee signings, the Jeff John signings, all like the big name signings. It's all a lottery system now. Mm. So you have to just log in first, and then and then get picked to be able to get wristbands. Which is I mean, wow. yeah, it's it's getting dirty, dude. Like it's it's almost like
0: yeah. But what what about people that? Buy? So say I I had bought my ticket. For the for the show, I enter the lotteries for the exclusives I want to buy. I enter the lotteries for signatures I want to get, and I don't get any of them. I, well, fuck you guys! I want my money back because I bought my ticket, and now you're telling me that I can't buy any of the things I want to buy, and I can't get any of the sigs I want to get. Why am I going now? I, get I, my money
1: back. I think that's gonna happen. I mean, dude, there's people that like this is the trip of the year because they come and. Like, you should see it, man. I'm sure you guys see it at the cons you go to, but the uh, is it the Hasbro? Hasbro has these gigantic bags that go over your shoulders because they know that dudes are going to come just for scalping purposes. So there's guys that make a whole trip out of just buying the exclusives while they're there. So yeah, you're right. Like, there's going to be dudes that they're they're not gonna come to San Diego this year because that's what they did and they're now with this lottery system it's fucking them so they're just not gonna come but to be honest like like those guys I don't care much as much about you know because they're just coming to make money I mean whatever it's they, they do what they do I'm not hating on it but at least it gives the other people who just want to go for the experience and they want to go to like you know maybe make it into a panel or um, go to Artist Alley and just go to San Diego because they want to go to San Diego. I guess it gives them more of a chance. So, But it's brutal, man. Like, if anything, it just shows that there's just too many people on that one weekend. And you, they like Coachella, man, they split Coachella up into two weekends because they wanted to make more money and people will, will go. I'm wondering if eventually they'll do that with San Diego. They'll just split it up into like a whole week or two weekends. It's just going to be It's crazy, dude. It's just, It's crazy. But I don't know. Uh you know I don't know if you guys have heard but Teases is going to set up shop in one of the hotel rooms and uh we're going to be having an uh a uh, black uh, a black market underground uh sale um where it's just going to be right out of the hotel room we're going to be having people come in from the hotel room and he's going to have all the merchandise spread out on the on the bed mm-hmm. and he's going to have
2: well, all... he, You see how he gets down with that Batman the Batman Returns vintage uh, haul he has
1: Yeah the... he's he's going <laughs> to <laughs> He says he says the the doubles <laughs> a lot of the doubles and the triples that he has he's gonna put them out on the put them out on the beds and men are gonna come into the the room and we're all gonna have guns and and you know they're gonna be able to point on the bed the items that they want and then uh, <laughs> you know we'll make deals that way during the weekend but man Jeez. legends is pissed man legends is pissed he's so pissed he's fucking working so all that pissed. overtime all that overtime for the exclusives and he's not even getting it in.
2: Not getting shit, like fucking. He's getting a pat on the back. He's, when he's he gonna,
1: it. dude. He's gonna make so many angry purchases of original art now. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a good day for Jason Fabick. Yeah, seriously.
0: Legend <laughs> well, is gonna spend fifteen hundred dollars at his table.
1: <laughs> hey, man. If if you know if he's gonna do that, I'm gonna try to. If he's gonna spend money on original art, I'm gonna try to convince him to do it at the booth where um, what's her name uh, Gotham Geek Girl works for people like that where like they sell original art and if you buy through them they have like an artist come and they'll do like a commission for you Jock does that every year and Jock, like I think with Jock, if you buy $500 worth of original art he'll make like an 11 by 18 full size commission for you and we saw this guy get the dirtiest fucking awesome Joker that Jock did for him so that's the that's the piece to get if if Legend's gonna go all in like that and be like, bro, let's go do it with chalk, man. You know what's so funny, dude? This is how much he loved Batman fifty after rereading the whole run. He said he wants to start a sketchbook of Bat Cat.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's I forgot about that. That's such a huge turnaround. Yeah.
1: <laughs> ooh, bat, <laughs> after, ooh cat.
0: After, yeah, exactly. It, it was months of him going, Oh bat, oh cat." <laughs>
1: Now he wants a sketchbook now.
0: Uh, yeah, you know that was a solid issue when it turned him around. Yeah, that man, hard.
1: fucking turned him on a dime. It's hilarious. Uh, that that that's gonna do it. We got we got the we got the uh, week of books. The stack is in there. We got the the movies is in there. We got the San Diego Can, Can is in there. We got Legends turning around and loving Tom King in there. Um, is there anything else we're missing? Is there? Any, is there? Like, are we getting everything? Is is that everything that we need in this episode? What else is? What are we missing?
0: Where the fuck is the trunkler?
1: Oh man, where indeed? Word on the Yeah, where where the fuck is the trunkler? Right? 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 Bad force over and
2: out. (laughs) (laughs) You
1: you should be drunk every week.